Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now. I have episode 190 of the podcast that was originally recorded on February 4th of 2018. So, I can't say some of the things we're going to talk about today because we're pretty much only going to talk about two different things. And it is a comparison, Gloomhaven versus Sword and Sorcery. I'm going to give my ideas and thoughts about both games and we'll see where the conversation leads itself to. Other than that, I saved a few of the things that I want to play for the next episode. Enjoy the talk about Gloomhaven versus Sword and Sorcery. Hey gamers, welcome to the games. This is Joe Luzzi from What I'm Playing Now, and welcome to another episode of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. We are in episode 190 of the podcast. As always, you can send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can join us in some conversations over on Board Game Geek. We have a guild over there, guild number 2440. Just look for what I'm playing now on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow us at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G, like I always say. On Facebook, just do a search for what I'm playing now. On Twitch, you can subscribe to us, twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. And our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash what I'm playing now. All right, today's episode of the podcast is going to be a little different. While I am going to be talking about a few of the games that I am currently playing or have recently played, I am going to kind of do a little bit of... I don't want to say a comparison, but I'm going to do a little bit of verses here. And I've been playing quite a bit of Gloomhaven uh, since uh, probably a couple of months ago now. Uh, I have a group of four people that uh, we're getting together with, a group of some friends. And four of us are getting together and we're going through, you know, the campaign. And I recently picked up Sword and Sorcery myself. And having read through the rules multiple times on that, watching a few videos, playing through the game some with my wife... I'm going to kind of go through and do a comparison of the two games. At the end, we'll see. I don't know if I'm going to say which one I think is better. It'll be kind of interesting to see where we go with this podcast. So I'm not really too sure how I'm going to end this and if I'm going to say which one I think is the better game or which one I would choose, although maybe I will do that. But I guess let's kind of just jump into these two games and and see where we can go with this. So if you're not familiar with Gloomhaven or Sword and Sorcery, Gloomhaven, both of them are dungeon crawl games. They are definitely quite different in gameplay wise. They are definitely quite different in probably breadth and depth of of play styles, we can say. For Gloomhaven, uh, I believe between the first and second Kickstarter that they had for the game, I don't think there were any exclusives in Gloomhaven on the on, on, on the part of the Kickstarter. I was looking them up and it looks like there was a thank you card uh, for Gloomhaven, but the price for Gloomhaven, I will say, in the Kickstarter, especially the first one, was pretty quite amazing. I think there was one for like $69 and $79 if you wanted the minis. So I think in the second one, they had to raise the price to $99 or so, and that included shipping. So pretty much for $100, what you got with Gloomhaven, this, from what I'm hearing, is like some... 21, 22 pound box of cardboard and just everything else that came with it is, is pretty freaking insane. 
Now, Sword and Sorcery did have a few exclusives. I believe in their Kickstarter, they did have a box with some dedicated artwork on there. They had these critical hit bags, which is a bag you can put uh, the critical hit tokens for the game in there. And when you would get a critical, you would randomly, you know, pull one out of the bag to see what type of critical hit you had. There was also a cardboard deck holder, which I heard wasn't the world's greatest, but it still does look kind of cool for what I've seen in some of the videos. And they had these deluxe hero sheets, which were basically card stock instead of just like, you know, cardboard instead of just thin, you know, cardboard paper, um, which is what came in my retail copy that I got. So Definitely quite different, um, some different things. The Sword and Sorcery Kickstarter, I think, maxed out around 200 if you were to buy the base with all the expansions and everything. Um, Gloomhaven is pretty much just the one set price. In the second Kickstarter, I think they had a, a few additional add-ons you can throw into um, Gloomhaven. But I will say, it seems that for the price of what they are charging for these games, you're definitely going to get a lot in the box. I mean, especially the Gloomhaven one, Jesus. And the Gloomhaven one, from what it looks like, you really need the insert. Uh, the, the guys that I'm playing with, they have the Broken Token insert for theirs. So it's definitely almost a need for that game because there is just so much stuff for the game. It's quite, it's just completely insane. Now, I have all my Sword and Sorcery stuff in a little plastic bin um, where it has, you know, like 24 different compartments in it or whatever. And I have all the little pieces of cardboard and all the health counters and soul counters and everything else that's in there in that. So it actually fits in there perfectly. I don't think I really need um, an insert for the game, but we'll see as expansions and stuff come out for it. So let's talk about next about um, some of the miniatures that come in the game. Sword and Sorcery is pretty much all miniatures. They're all plastic. And while they do look good, uh, the, the characters have some really nice detail on them. I've seen some of them painted up. They look really nice. I've seen some of the monsters painted up. A lot of detail on them. Some of the miniatures that came in my set, like some of the swords were kind of bent and everything, they need a little bit of TLC to kind of clean them up maybe a little bit and just make them look a little bit better. You know, like I'm probably going to have to put uh, my fighter in some warm water just to straighten up his sword because his sword looks almost like an S. It doesn't look like a sword at all. So there were a couple of things there, I think, that maybe the miniatures weren't of the greatest of quality, but I will say the look of the monsters and everything, they do have some really good detail to them. Uh, now, from what I've seen with Gloomhaven, the heroes are the only things that are minis, and I believe you have to pay extra for the minis. Normally, it seems like what you are getting in the base set, and I can't remember if this was the same for the second Kickstarter or not. My friends actually have the 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 plastic minis for the heroes, but I believe that was an that was an extra cost from the from the first one. I, I can't like I said I'm not too sure on the second one or not, uh, because mostly all the monsters and everything else are cardboard standees. Now the in Gloomhaven the way they're specifying between maybe like a normal monster and an elite monster they have white and yellow bases that you will put your um, monsters into. These little standees are kind of like clips that you try to pinch apart and then slide the cardboard into. And while they give you plenty for being able to play a game, you can't really keep these. You can't really keep the, the cardboard standees on these plastic stands because you'll definitely run out. There are definitely a lot more monster choices, I think, in Gloomhaven than there are in Sword and Sorcery. 
there's quite a bit of different, you know, monsters in Gloomhaven. But um, those little clips, I know we, I know my one friend has already broken one when he was trying to put, uh, put a plant, put a cardboard standee in there. So that's something on the Gloomhaven side. I think they could have come up with something that might have been a little bit better. Come up with a little bit different of a design for standees for those. Now, I know what we've actually been doing in some of our games of Gloomhaven. We've actually been substituting some different some different monsters. Um, they play Pathfinder. Um, some of my friends play Pathfinder quite a bit. So we're pulling in some other miniatures. One of the things that is really nice about the Gloomhaven um, cardboard standees, they all have a number on there, and that number will be used during combat because it ties back to the enemy sheet that is out on the table that has a matching number for that particular cardboard standee so you know which numbered um monster was attacked, how much health they have left, what type of statuses they're currently under, whether they're dazed, stunned, possibly on fire or poisoned or something like that, you know. So that works. Now, it I don't think Sword and Sorcery has anything like that, and I don't really think they need it. Normally what we've been doing is the monsters all have their own. There are There's a character deck for the monsters, and then each monster has a card which has some of different of their abilities on there, which I'll get to a little bit later as we start talking about um, the, the combat and everything between the two games. So that's what we're going to talk about um, for the miniatures. Both games seem to have, you know, pretty good miniatures. You know, the heroes in... Gloomhaven, one of my buddies, Jim, painted, and I will say it's really cool playing with those painted miniatures. And since they use sta um, cardboard standees for the Gloomhaven, you know, they're all in color as well. When you're playing with sword and sorcery, your heroes, if you don't paint them, are gray. And then you have different colored mobs, which will kind of remind you of kind of like an MMO, a massively multiplayer online computer game, because there's green enemies, blue enemies, red, and then purple, which are almost like your different leveled mobs that you'll find in those online games. And that's, that's something that I think sword and sorcery has that's a little bit of a twist on it from Gloomhaven is that it really reminds me of playing more of a massively multiplayer game than than really a, a kind of role-playing game. It's almost like taking an EverQuest or World of Warcraft or one of my favorites, Asheron's Call, and putting it into a board game style where Gloomhaven definitely feels like it has a little bit more of a dungeon crawl feel to it of, you know, with fighting the monsters and it has a really different feel to it, which we'll get into as we're talking through some more of the differences here. So we've talked about exclusive. We've talked about miniatures, the game boards themselves, both both games, both um, Sword and Sorcery and Gloomhaven come with cardboard tiles that are interlocking and actually fit together quite well. Now I noticed a few of the Sword and Sorcery, a couple of the boards I had for Sword and Sorcery, some of the larger ones were warping a little bit the first time we played with them. But um, I think we were able to get that under control. I don't know if my friend's copy of Gloomhaven experienced that. I'll have to talk to a couple of friends and see if they actually noticed that. I thought I had heard one of my buddies saying that they did have that with the Gloomhaven, but I can't remember. Um, but the boards all look great. They definitely have great art style to them and great artwork when you're playing through these games. They have, you know, it feels like you're really in a dungeon and, you know, going through different areas of a world. All right, let's talk about the heroes themselves now. So in Sword and Sorcery, both games, Gloomhaven and Sword and Sorcery, they have pretty much standard hero tropes. You're going to have your fighters. You're going to have your heroes. You're going to have your mages. In each game, they're going to be named something a little bit differently. One of the things I think I kind of enjoy about Sword and Sorcery, though, is they have different alignments. 
So you could have characters which are good. You could have a character which is neutral. You could have a character which is evil. And these are printed on the character cards. The interesting thing is normally when you're making a party, you want to try to get your alignments to be to work together. There is a there is a version of the game you can play where you're playing with maybe one good character, one evil character, but normally they say, you know, a good character can play with other good characters or a neutral character. Neutral characters can play with either. Evil characters can play with neutral characters as well. So that's normally the way you're pretty much going to try to mix your party and build your party of heroes. Leveling up these heroes in Sword and Sorcery, like I said, is also very reminiscent of an MMO to me. When you kill certain mobs, they're going to drop little soul points. You can spend these, and they kind of go into a pool for the party. So it's not like each person is gaining their own XP and leveling up on their own. And the nice thing about Sword and Sorcery is one person can't get too far ahead of anybody else. So when my wife and I are playing, if she levels up to two, she can't go up to three until I'm up to two as well, which I think is really, really interesting because we're kind of running into something in Gloomhaven where I'm playing the rogue character and I'm having trouble earning as much XP as some of the other characters because of the way I'm playing my cards, because of the way, and, and some of the guys are saying, you know, quit quit trying to be the savior of the party. If we fail a mission, we'll just replay it. And I'm like, eh, yeah, but we haven't failed one yet. And like the seven or eight that we've played, we've been, we've been really good about that. And so, you know, there's sometimes where I'm not using all of my XP abilities in the most efficient fashion and getting as much XP as I could per game. So I'm falling behind a little bit. So we may be playing some side quests and doing some catch-ups just to try to get me maybe a little bit XP to try to keep me up with everybody because I feel like I'm falling, you know, about a game or two behind everybody else from where they are XP-wise. In Gloomhaven, there's really no true catch-up mechanism like that, or there's really nothing come controlling that because the way you're getting XP in Gloomhaven is from the abilities and the cards that you're playing, which we'll get into when we talk about um, the combat system and I talk about how those works. Um, but there's really no catch-up way for somebody that they can really catch up. We also run into a few other things in Gloomhaven where... You draw a battle card at the beginning of a game. And this battle goal is, it will have one or two check marks on there. And you're trying to achieve this goal. And these check marks that you will put on your character sheet allow you to obtain certain perks. Now, I was kind of unlucky in that the first game we played, I didn't get a check mark. Then the next couple of games, we we got some check marks, but then we lost some check marks. And once you have three boxes filled up, you get to take the perk. So, I think I was at two check marks when everybody had filled in their third check box. So they were kind of safe. We started the next adventure and we drew um, a card that actually made us lose a check mark. So while everybody stayed at three, I went back down to one. So I fell behind in, you know, these battle goals here and perks, which will let me tweak my um, combat deck a little bit, which we'll get into in a little bit here. I'll start talking about combat. But it was really interesting in that, you know, I've, I kind of fell behind on XP. I kind of fell behind on these perks. So I don't feel like my combat, you know, attack deck is as strong as some of my um, companions are. But I'm still doing pretty good at the game, I will say. I'm still having a lot of fun with Gloomhaven. And I'm still actually 
contributing quite a bit to the scenarios because a lot of the scenarios are coming down to me and my rogues movement. And I have cars that allow me to move long distances in a single card. And it has saved us multiple times where I'm able to run across maybe one or two boards in a couple of cards and get to the treasure chest that we have to, you know, try to get to and achieve our goal that way. So it actually kind of failed on us during our last quest. And I was trying to kill a monster who was on the chest and I exhausted myself and then really couldn't get the chest, kill the monster and somebody else had to come in and do that. So I, I drew a, a complete whiff of a card during combat, but that's, that's a whole nother story. Um, and when we're talking about the games, one other thing I find really interesting in the system of leveling up for sword and sorcery is that the death penalty. I really haven't seen too much of a death penalty in, in Gloomhaven. Uh, I know that your cards, I kind of consider the cards almost your stamina because in sort of, or in, in Gloomhaven, as you're going through the game, you're going to be taking short rests or long rests to recover some of the cards that are in your discard pile. When you take a short or long rest, you're going to have to remove one of those cards from the game. So you're, you're kind of like exhausting yourself as you're doing all of your actions going through the game. And once you're kind of like exhausted and you don't have two cards you can play in a turn, you're, you're kind of exhausted and you're just out of the game. Your character's just removed from the board. Now, Sword and Sorcery, they don't really have a, a stamina kind of like exhaustion type mechanism. But what they do have is they have an ability for you to die but then you can flip your character card over and play as a ghost. I think this is actually pretty interesting because there's been multiple games. Um, one that comes to mind is Dark Age of Camelot, where you kind of like when you died, you actually had to come back. And, and this is a PC game. There's a game on the computer. You, when you died, you would actually have to turn into a ghost and you would have to run back to where your grave was, where your body was, and actually pray at your grave to become whole again. Now, you could actually become whole back in the city by losing um, some experience points and some other things in the game. Sword and Sorcery is really similar to that in that when you die, there's a couple of different ways you can play. You can actually unlevel your character. You can actually lose a level. So if you're level soul rank two, you can actually go back, go back to soul rank one, which could set you back some stuff, you know? So it's death does have a penalty in sword and sorcery where I feel that, in Gloomhaven, I don't really, or I haven't noticed one because I don't think any of us have ever died. A couple of us have come damn close to dying in Gloomhaven, but I don't think any of us have. In playing Sword and Sorcery with my wife, I actually did die. I was able to recall to a shrine. At the beginning of the next turn, I was able to bring back, um, you know, come back into a human form and then run back through the dungeon to catch up to her and continue helping with the fight and everything, which again, gives it that whole feel of like an MMO. I mean, there's, it, it's really interesting in that you don't have just one life to make it through a particular scenario. You can actually die. And there's different things you can actually do when you're a ghost, which I think is actually pretty cool as well in Sword and Sorcery. It, it changes the whole gameplay mechanism, I think, quite a bit. It gives death it gives death a penalty and it gives you more of a desire to try to stay alive and maybe not push things as much as you think you would kind of like we do sometimes in Gloomhaven. There's times in Gloomhaven where I'm like, you know what? It's close to the end of the game. 
I'm just going to go for this. And if I die, I die. What the hell? I'm just, I'm just going to do this and we're just going to go for this. And, you know, you can still do that in sword and sorcery, but I think, you know, losing that level, dropping some of your gear down that you have, dropping your items down on the board to where somebody else can pick them up if they have the room in their backpack, um, or they sit there until you almost do a corpse run. And corpse runs were something that were very popular in some of the early MMOs on the computer. So it it definitely has a lot of different feel to that um, than, than Gloomhaven does. So that's kind of like a lot, some of the different things we could talk about heroes for sword and sorcery. Let's get into combat next, since we were just talking about heroes. Now, this is one part that my wife is even surprised where I'm going to say, I think I might like the sword and sorcery combat system a little bit better than the Gloomhaven version of combat. And both are completely different. Sword and sorcery uses two different types of special 10 sided dice there's a red there's red dice and blue dice and based on what you're doing you're going to be rolling either a couple of red dice or a combination of red and blue dice red have more symbols on them for attacks blues have more symbols on them for defense both of them though can allow you to get hits on them there's also some special symbols on the dice like pentagrams, lightning bolts, that based on the ability you're using, based on the weapon you have, you can um, possibly get additional hits, get uh, additional abilities, or get some special things going on um, based with those special symbols that could come up on the dice. Gloomhaven is all cards. It is, to me, kind of more of a programming game because you have... Playing my Rogue, I have a deck at the beginning of the game. I have a deck of nine cards. And these are the cards that I'm going to have to use throughout the whole game. And what I'm going to do is on my turn, I'm going to pick two cards. Each card has a top action and a bottom action. The top action is normally some sort of attack action. The bottom action is normally some sort of movement action. If not, if you don't want to use the special abilities that are on the top or bottom, the top defaults to an attack of two and the bottom um, kind of like just goes to movement of two, I think it is. Each card has an initiative number on there. Initiative numbers can range from like four up to 90 or so, or 99 almost. That kind of lets you know who's going to react first in the round. So you're not really supposed to do, in Gloomhaven, you're not really supposed to do a lot of table talking and say, well, I'm going to be playing this number. What we kind of say is, you know, we, we try to plan our battles accordingly. We try not to give too much information out when we're figuring out our battles because you're not supposed to give exact numbers. But we say, I'm going to be moving kind of fast. If somebody needs to go before me, let me know because I'll try to adjust my cards to where I'm maybe putting my slower card is the card I'm going to flip over for my initiative card. Your enemies also have initiatives on there. We're going to talk about enemy AI in a bit, but I don't, so I don't want to get into enemies right now. But in Gloomhaven, there's a whole initiative stack of cards that end up happening in combat. One of the things I think I like sword and sorcery combat a little bit better and it's using dice. And some people will say, eh, dice are a bear trash. The cards are better. And and if you look at my top 10 games that I've done for the past couple of years, and I, you know, did my top 10 games a couple episodes ago, I think 188 was my episode where I did um, my buddy Eric and I got on and did our top 10 games. I'm a huge Euro game fan. I mean, one of my favorite games is Duel of Ages 2. That game is all cards. There are no dice. I love how they have the card simulating dice in that game. And I think it works out perfectly. For me, though, and for a dungeon crawl game, I 
I like how Gloomhaven uses the deck of cards that you have, but it always seems that there just isn't as much of a variability as there is with the dice. Now, you do have attack modifiers that you flip over, which can give you minus ones, minus two to your attacks. There's a card in there, which is an automatic miss. So it does give you some variability with the cards. But in playing Sword and Sorcery, I mean, I grew up playing Dungeons and Dragons. I grew up rolling dice for dungeon crawl games. And I guess that's something that's just kind of like I'm used to. And I think it just gives me a little bit more of a feel. And my wife was really surprised when we were playing, you know, Sword and Sorcery. And she sat there and she goes, I can't believe you actually like this game considering it's dice. And I always talk about on the podcast how dice hate me. But for some reason, I just really like the feel of the dice. And I really just... It just gives combat that little bit different of a feel. In Gloomhaven, it's very easy to to come up with what you want to do, be ready to possibly do an attack, do a movement. You actually have programmed exactly what you're going to do. Somebody kills the mob that you're going to go after, and all of a sudden, I have these cards out that were set for a specific instance that is now changed so I have to figure out what can I do with these cards now? How can I use these abilities I have in front of me and change up things on the fly? It definitely makes things a lot different. That's where I feel Gloomhaven's a little bit more of a programming game where Sword and Sorcery definitely has the dice rolling to it, which I don't know. There's just something about dice with dungeon crawlers in doing that. I think the extra symbols and them being special dice and not just, and not just, you know, numbers on them and you're looking at a chart. Okay, I got I rolled this much. You know, there's different there's hits on there and everything. And based on the number of hits and the weapon you're using, there could be additional things that can happen to the monster and you can put some different statuses on them. So it's just completely both games have very, very complete different combats to them based on the usage between the dice and the cards. One of the other things with Gloomhaven, you know, like I kind of mentioned, when you when you run out of your cards, you are exhausted. So I kind of consider your your deck of cards to almost be like your stamina, almost like in maybe like a, a Dark Souls video game in that you only have so much stamina before your character kind of really can't do much attacks anymore and is pretty much just out of it until they until they rest up. So in Sword and Sorcery, I haven't noticed anything like that. But, you know, combat is is really different in each one. So let's, since we're talking about combat right now, and we've talked about how, you know, the heroes are kind of going to attack here, let's go over to the enemy AI and kind of see how the enemy AI is different between Sword and Sorcery and Gloomhaven. So Sword and Sorcery has a ton of deck of cards, just like Gloomhaven does. When you come upon a shadow card or a shadow token on the board, for Sword and Sorcery, you're going to flip that over, and that's going to let you know how many monsters spawn there. You could also run into a citizen, which is just somebody you found in the dungeon, and they're just going to pretty much run away, and it's kind of just like, you know, a free, a, a safe spot for you. You don't get attacked by somebody. But if you flip over a card, and there's a goblin or multiple goblin pictures on there, you're going to flip over a card from the enemy deck, and that will tell you what enemy has spawned in that area. When you spawn over that enemy, you're going to also pull out their stat card, that stat card pretty much has how this monster is going to attack when they are activated. They have to be activated with a different encounter card. Um, Gloomhaven, once you walk into a room, monsters are going to spawn. They have their own deck of cards too, which kind of give them some special 
a bit some of some of some of the cards will give special abilities some of them will say you know like they may not attack they may move this turn they may move and attack they also have the initiative number on there and that lets you know where the monsters will fit into that whole initiative stack that I was talking about, you know, when you're playing your cards and how they fit in going against the heroes. So some enemies will attack with a fa some, some of them will have faster initiatives and they will attack earlier in the round. Some will be later. A lot of times you want them to be later because hopefully you can kill them before then. With Sword and Sorcery, the way it works is you have a hero that's going to take an action and they're going to flip over an encounter card. That encounter card is going to say which enemies on the board will actually activate. It could be no enemies. It could be the strongest enemies. It could be the weakest enemies there. It kind of says what you do. And then when that enemy is activated, you're going to look on that enemy sheet then that you pulled out for them. And that will tell you if the enemy is in the same space as a player, they'll have like a zero in brackets. They'll do maybe like an attack with their claws if it's a goblin. Or if they're one to two spaces away, they will do a move and then attack with the claws. If they're three spaces away, they may do some sort of ranged attack. So it kind of gives you a breakdown as to how to move that monster or how they're actually going to react and then what they're actually going to do attack wise, um, which I think is actually a pretty interesting system. I think it's actually pretty cool and it works quite well. I will have to say Gloomhaven's is good too, but I, I think I kind of prefer the enemy AI system in, um, in sword and sorcery over, over the Gloomhaven one. I'm not really too sure why, but I just like the way, that it just has everything on the one card and you can really pretty much just see what's what's going to happen. The cards, the the card for the enemy AI for, for Sword and Sorcery is really close to the deck of cards for, for the Gloomhaven AI. So they are very close, but I, I think I kind of prefer the Sword and Sorcery one a little bit better over the Gloomhaven after playing both games. Now, scenario-wise, Gloomhaven is a huge, huge-ass scenario. I mean, you start out with, at the beginning of the game, you start out in the city with a city event. On your way to the dungeon, you're going to draw a road event. And then you have to basically go through the whole dungeon. And after you're finishing a dungeon, you could unravel or you could open up and unlock multiple areas on the map and put different stickers onto the board. The game board for Gloomhaven is quite impressive. The scenario is insane. I mean, there are, the scenario, it seems, is going to take us so long to finish it's i'm i'm wondering sometimes if we're actually ever going to be able to finish it and actually put the time forth because this could be a good you know we play like every other weekend i mean this could be like a year commitment for us to probably get through this whole damn thing for gloomhaven which is just kind of daunting to actually think that we're going to be playing gloomhaven every other week for almost a year to try to get through this whole darn thing i mean it's quite impressive what they have done with gloomhaven is freaking amazing i mean the scenarios, the way it all ties together, the storyline behind the whole thing, the way there's just branching storylines. I mean, it literally is almost like Skyrim. If you've ever played the Skyrim computer game in a damn box. I mean, my hat tips off to these, to the designers for this game. Isaac Childress was, is just, what he has here is just an amazing, amazing adventure game. Now, Sword and Sorcery definitely has a nice campaign from what I can tell so far, but it really seems to be quite a bit shorter. It does not have the huge, huge overarching story that I can tell that Gloomhaven has. It doesn't have its own board where you're unlocking different dungeons and you can say, okay, we're going to go to dungeon 42 now instead of dungeon 25. Um, or because somebody, because there's something in dungeon 25 that maybe one of our heroes needs in the game in, in Gloomhaven, we're going to go there, let him finish out his, 
you know, his character quest. And then maybe that he'll he'll be able to retire him, which I don't even think I mentioned the retirement of the characters that you can do in Gloomhaven, which is completely crazy. You know, do do things like that. So it's it, it definitely seems like Gloomhaven has a much more broader, a much bigger, a much larger, a much more detailed scenario than Sword and Sorcery does. Now, Sword and Sorcery does have some expansions coming out. I did not kickstart Sword and Sorcery, so I don't have any of those yet. So I really can't talk too much about those. I don't know how they're going to change the game, how much they're going to add to the game, or how many more scenarios are going to be coming out for Sword and Sorcery. I mean, Gloomhaven... You really don't even need any damn expansions for Gloomhaven. It is just, you have so many scenarios and so much stuff in that damn box. And that's all you're going to need for probably the next year of play. And if you're looking for something like, something where you're playing through just like a huge campaign of Dungeons and Dragons like you would, you know, like we like we would when we were growing up and, you know, we would play Dungeons and Dragons on my parents' porch, and, you know, every night in the summer and we'd play through these massive campaigns. You know, that's really what Gloomhaven feels like. Sword and Sorcery definitely seems to have some scope to it and some scale to it, but I definitely have to give the nod here to Gloomhaven in that it is definitely just just a larger game than from what I can tell so far about Sword and Sorcery. Now, I'm still early on in Sword and Sorcery, and, and it does have a very nice um, storyline to it so far, and it does seem like it has a nice campaign to it. But um, it definitely seems like Gloomhaven is a little bit bigger there. So those are the main points I kind of wanted to talk about the two games. I mean, I've hit on a bunch of different things here. We've talked about the Kickstarters themselves, the miniatures heroes, how they work. We talked about combat. We talked about enemy AI, how the different enemy AIs work during the game. We talked about some of the scenarios. So which one do I like better? Right now, I'm kind of leaning towards sword and sorcery. And I think I'm leaning towards sword and sorcery only because I think I can finish sword and sorcery. Gloomhaven, I don't know if I'm going to be able to invest the time in it to actually play through the whole game. I would love to. If I was definitely younger and if I was, a t you know, definitely my teenage years, instead of playing Dungeons and Dragons every week, and I definitely have a group of friends over in my house where we'd be meeting somewhere, you know, at our local game store somewhere, and we would definitely be playing Gloomhaven every weekend. We would be trying to knock out as many scenarios as we can. One other thing that I'm thinking about um, why I'm kind of leaning towards Sword and Sorcery, I'm playing Gloomhaven with four players. Gloomhaven for us is taking quite a while to get through one scenario. My wife and I, with just two of us, seem to be able to knock out Sword and Sorcery at a much faster pace. I'm not really too sure why. We just seem to be playing Gloomhaven at a little bit slower a pace than when my wife and I were playing through our Sword and Sorcery game. Maybe that's, I mean, the guys that I'm playing with know the Gloomhaven rules pretty well. We really don't have to look up too many things while we're playing. But it just seems that... The whole programming component to the game where you're picking out your cards takes all of us several minutes as we're trying to figure out what we're going to do. And I think we do much more planning in Gloomhaven than we do in Sword and Sorcery. Sword and Sorcery is like, you know, my wife and I were sitting there talking like, okay, you go after this one. I'm going to go after this one. Let's just kill these bastards. You know, in, in Sword and Sorcery, it is... I think it is more strategic than Sword and Sorcery. Gloomhaven, definitely, if you're looking for, a, you know, some strategy kind of mixed in with your RPG, Gloomhaven's definitely the game you want then. I would definitely say that that's the way to go. Uh, Sword and Sorcery, while it does have some strategy to it, um, I think Gloomhaven has a little bit more to it because of the programming of the cards, I think, gives you that. So, like I said, 
Right now, I'm kind of leaning towards Sword and Sorcery. After I get through more games in Sword and Sorcery and get further into the campaign, we'll see if this changes. Uh, but right now, I'm really glad that I picked up Sword and Sorcery. I wish to hell I would have backed it. I would have backed it at the highest level possible just to have everything I could have for the game. But so far, I'm really enjoying both games. I mean, 2017 is when these games were released. And to have two games like this, epic dungeon crawls like this, come out like in the same year uh, is just super impressive. If I had played Sword and Sorcery before the end of 2017, it probably would have been in my top 10 as well as Gloomhaven. They probably would have both made it. I probably would have had both Dungeon Crawls in there because they're both great games and I like them both for different reasons. I think that's about all we're going to say about Gloomhaven versus Sword and Sorcery. I think I've covered both games quite well. If you are on the fence of either one, I'd have to say, I don't think you could go wrong with either one, honestly. It depends on what you're looking for in a game. It depends on what type of combat you like. It depends on if you like dice or not. I mean, like I said, my wife thought for sure I would not like Sword and Sorcery because of the dice. I actually don't mind it. The dice aren't always going to roll my way. But um, you know what? In Gloomhaven, the cards don't turn my way either. Like I said, in our last scenario when we played, I was we were just at the end of the game. I had to kill one monster which was standing on a chest. If I would have killed that monster, I had a loot ability which would have looted that chest. The game would have been over. We would have won. I flipped over a card. It was a miss. It's basically just like rolling, you know, a one on a 20-sided die when you're playing Dungeons & Dragons. It was like a fumble. My character was exhausted. I had no cards left. Luckily, one of my um, companions was able to had enough cards left in his hand and, and by resting to be able to make it over to the chest, kill that monster and loot the chest himself. So we were actually able to still finish the scenario and were successful with it. Which, thank God, because like I said, after seven or eight games, we have not had a, had to replay one game yet. Somehow, and I don't know how, we've been able to successfully finish each scenario. Um, I can't say that in Sword and Sorcery. My wife has failed before in Sword and Sorcery because there is a deck that um, you go through, which is almost like a timer deck, and we've gone through that timer deck in Sword and Sorcery before. So we've actually run out of time. We've finished playing through scenarios before just to try to see how the end of it went, um, but um, that was just us playing around and learning and stuff like that, but... That's going to be it, I think, for this episode. I was going to talk about a few of the games that I want to play now, but I think I am going to save those for next week. Um, and we're just kind of going to end the episode here and say both Gloomhaven, Sword and Sorcery, excellent dungeon crawls. Can't believe both of them came out in 2017. Go pick one or both of them up if you're looking for a great dungeon crawl game. Other than that, thanks for joining me. You can send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. Let me know what you think of Sword and Sorcery, or let me know if you think I'm completely off my rocker with anything that I said. Now, I have not gone into every single detail about both of these games. I try to make an outline of some of the high points and some of the things that I wanted to talk about that differentiated. I thought between the two games, I'm sure there are other things between the two games that are different, but to me, these are some of the bigger things that I've noticed from, from playing Gloomhaven, from playing Sword and Sorcery. These are some of the bigger differing things that I kind of noticed when I was playing through. But hey, let me know what you think. Um, send me an email, what I'm playing now at gmail.com. Leave a message in our guild. We have a guild on BoardGameGeek, guild number 2440. You can hit me up, Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me there at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G like I always say on Facebook. You can do a search for what I'm playing now and you can follow us on Facebook, Twitch 
twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now is where you can follow us and subscribe to us there. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash what I'm playing now. But other than that, thanks for joining me for another podcast, everybody. I'll be back next week with some more games played and maybe a co-host possibly next week. It's time I get somebody else back else, somebody else back on the podcast and actually start talking to somebody else about a few of the games that we're playing down at the local game store. But until next week, everybody, you have a great week gaming. And don't forget to let me know what you're playing now. Until then, I will talk to you later. Thanks for joining me. Bye-bye.